0: Hello and broadcasting from From the the beautiful beautiful central coast Coast of California, California. California. it's the Dr. Death Danger Radio Show. Back to form. Sorry for the delay, Deanne. I just assumed you were busy this whole time.
1: I am. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'll
0: try.
1: It's out chill. No, like she, she came in my room yesterday, day before, and she had this kind of sad look on her face, and I'm like, what's wrong? She goes... Did you guys end the podcast? (laughs) Spoiler
0: alert, no. And I was just like, I've been busy. And I just said, not to my knowledge. (laughs) Well, not to your knowledge, because listeners, welcome back to another episode of the Not Canceled Triple D Radio Show with your hosts and boys, James and Edward. Edward. Sorry for the delay. I've yeah. been very busy. What's been good with you? Oh, not
1: much. Um, Work. God, this is what episode one hundred and eight nine, I think. Uh, yeah, no, I just, think it's a ten.
0: Oh, geez. okay, yeah, one one zero. Oh man,
1: so yeah, we've been um, man, just kind of been, uh, just kind of working. Well, uh,
0: I, I so I've been busy doing stuff. I'm glad.
1: One of the reasons I'm glad we took the time off was because I really wanted to take the time to absorb our CAR today, which I don't know if you could call. The C part of the CAR.
0: All right, what are we listed for the classic album review? All right, so
1: here's our Which show. Which, low key,
0: we've been just kind of just doing a Metallica studio discography, run. Right? Yeah. So we've been like, as like listeners, if you know us with the past episodes, yeah. we've been just slowly working through all that is Metallica. And unfortunately, <laughs> this technically counts because it's on their Spotify. And yeah. I said, fuck it, if it's Spotify, says. If it's listed under Metallica, we're fucking doing it.
1: I actually don't even think it's on Lou Reed's uh, Spotify. I, just, I I looked. That, I that, thought.
0: That, so unfortunately it was a Metallica album. What did we listen to?
1: We listened to the to the 2011 classic that is "Lulu," oh. which has a weird history, weird background, and weird aftermath. We'll get into that when it happens. Yeah. But this album's just weird. Time stamps
0: in the description. If the you album's ever just want weird, to, yeah. Timestamps in the description. If you ever want to move forward to any part of the show,
1: we've got our hot or not. Yes, we do. And uh, I made sure. And we have our main event, the part of the Grindhouse Cinematic Universe or whatever, "Hobo
0: with a Shotgun" that came out in the year of 2011. Looky, like these past episodes have been just seasonal seasonal ish it's been mostly we do Metallica and then we we would we would review a Metallica album and then we go all right what movie came out in this year when this album came out
1: yeah I thought it would be fun because the first five it was like oh this is cool once we got in the 2000s I'm kind of like fuck what is there there's Bro, no we good watched <laughs> okay that might have been the best one we've watched because it hey, was terrible we also had
0: Sand Anger that was yeah yeah. yeah. that one was just yeah, we just did all of Saint Anger. Now Hobo with a shotgun though. You know what? It's a fun movie. It's fun. I didn't I didn't walk away hating it. Yeah. Actually this is my second time watching it. I actually enjoyed it a little bit more. Yeah, it's 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 fun. But I'll talk about it more once we get there. Sure. Anything, uh any fun little uh
1: Story story you got? I don't really well, got nothing. Well, but. to
0: prevent myself talking for 40 minutes straight, I will just go with the clip notes of what that's been going on in my life. Obviously, last time we had Royal Rumble. Yes. Which then we felt like, okay, we can take a week off or so. Sure. Since you're like, I need a week for Lulu. <laughs> I'm sure not literal, but obviously we well, get Well, the- <laughs> I didn't want to just do another show three days later and have to do Lulu that quick a turnaround. So I survived this past weekend as friggin- I was supposed to be scheduled to play two shows two days in a row with two different bands. Brutal. So, and thus, I had to, like, spend practicing with both those projects all throughout, like, the last couple weeks or so. How'd that go? It's been hard because it just eats up so much time throughout the week. Not mm-hmm. enough time for me to literally sit down, put some care into the show, actually, like, like freaking just just watch material like i was able to listen to lulu early mm-hmm. and, but obviously down to the wire i picked up hobo with a shotgun yeah yeah but that movie's like short either way i had to practice with those two projects and it's closer to the show it's like man like i have like members that interchange and they're feeling burnt out my singer for like that has to sing for both bands like mm. the one like the main for like corpse thrower so sure like he was gonna raw dog the show like, maybe get one actual practice in. Wow. And then actually do the show. Because he's like, I need to put in a little bit more care for the other, for Discay, because we had to go drive all the way down to L.A. to play a show. So, like, this week it was like we were going to go play L.A., then go crash out the Mr. Hot or Not's pad. Mr. Hot Then wake up and drive up and play a show here. But unfortunately, though, the second show, it got canceled because the people that were putting the show together... Their grandma, unfortunately, passed away. Oh, bummer. And then they weren't sure if they want to even bother doing a show. So but the traveling out of town band cartilage, they were fine with canceling the show. And then I get a phone call from like one of the from the piece that went on the show. And it's like I was aware of it. And I was like, and he's like, hey, do you guys want to just take over and continue putting the show on? Which that was a viable thought. But when that thought came to the other peeps, they're just like, oh, my God, no, it's like. They did not want to put in that level of work. Wow. It's already <laughs> stressful right now. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, dude, I don't want to play two sets, like, over a weekend. Like, spare us, please. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I low-key don't give a fuck. <laughs> so we canceled that show. But we then went and played L.A. Down in South Central in this mm-hmm. concrete backyard. It was okay. Like, it got filled out. It was a bunch of fucking young delinquents and shit. Like, dude, fuck, I felt old there. <laughs> I felt old. Yes, there was a lot of NOS balloons going around. Of course, it's It felt pretty trashy. And I called it that since, unfortunately, we're the last band playing that night, half the people left during our set. But out of my string of very bad lucks of playing L.A., so my bar playing L.A. is really low. Mm-hmm. I can honestly say this was one of the better sets I've played. Hey, nice. It might be the best. Because at least when you look at the footage, it's like, yeah, you know, what? half the body's left, mm-hmm. but all the bodies there decided to crunch up, hang out with us and rock the fuck out. That's cool. And I was like, okay. I was like, man, there's actually a good vibe because I literally, I was using this fucking piece of shit backline kit <laughs> that was just falling all over fucking. I had to play the like rack Tom lopsided the floor Tom, like literally the floor Tom. I had to put it on top of a box because the legs kept collapsing. And I'm just like, dude, fuck this kid. Like, literally, I hopped on the kid. It's like, all right, fuck this show. I hate playing L- L.A. so much. Let's just get this fucking thing over with. I want this weekend to be over and get back to normal fucking life. But I play the show. Three songs in, I'm like, okay, my mood's getting less sour. That's good. Because, like, you know what? These people, up, they're rocking the fuck out. They're fucking enjoying it. They're vibing hard body. It's not, like, just a bunch of people close up just, like, staring and stuff, too. It's like, you know what? There's a good vibe going. Plus, we also had some friends that came out to the like, had some friends came out to the show. So there's a lot of hanging out and kicking it back. And after the show, we wish my guitar player was 21. We could have hit up a goth club with my bass player and our good friend DMD, Death Metal Daniel. But instead, no, I was like, sorry, I got to take the chill in. I got to take the chill. Also, good friend Dylan joined along. Just to get out for the weekend.
1: Oh, no, good for him. He doesn't really stuff. Yeah, yeah.
0: But fucking (laughs) like, I forgot to like ask because it's like, alright, we have this like, I just packed my like little Subaru Forester with all all the equipment we needed. okay. So fortunately we had to take our base rig since there's no fucking like, there's no, well, your base rig, sorry. I thought the box looked moved. Yeah. Like freaking, we had to take that so I packed that in my, packed that in my little Subaru and it's like, alright, we need to pack like sleeping bags, just like, alright. I know like me and my like guitar player Seb, they us, we pack light. Dylan joins along. He brings like two bags and a fucking like a fat, like a bunch of pillows and stuff. I was like, oh, fuck, no. I should have told this guy to pack light. <laughs> I'm like, dude, where there's barely any room in here. But I was like, you know what? Throw 20 bucks in. Be a roadie. Which mostly by that, I mean, like you're, you're going to be our like little guard dog. So no one fucking jacks shit out of my like out of my Subaru in like South Central. So. Sure. Just be a body there. But yeah. So Dylan just tagged along. We hang out good for boat steals, played <coughs> tennis again. Dude, it's so infuriating fucking playing Mr. Hot or Not at tennis. You don't fucking say. I don't know why. I, I It's know, the worst. I know I could beat him. But we get you we get fucking zoiced on. We get fucking wrecked. <laughs> Zoiked on. Well, that's not inaccurate. Oh, and I also grab Grill Mall, Burger of the Month. That had the cheesy chili, like a cheesy chili like burger with some like garlic aioli. Dude, it was pretty bomb like burger. Sounds yum. Yeah. Hell yeah. And then also with work, my like shitty like coworker that crashed the van. Yeah. Went to rehab. Was like, you know, work was being forgiven in autumn. I guess like my company, not the best place because with the market. The
1: slow build long term storytelling of James's douchey coworker.
0: Yeah, my douchey coworker. After he fi- they finally put him back to work, he had a shitty attitude, and they laid him off. <laughs> the company needed to, like, start saving money. Yeah. They tried to see if they could save money by not, like, having to replace the van and maybe have us share a van. But when they actually put him back to just normal work, after going through all the rehab, him, like, telling us he has had self-reflection. I know I'm an asshole. I want to try better. Literally... <laughs> Back to just doing his normal duties. Yeah. He was like extra asshole and got laid off. And when he got laid off, like suppose he was crying. I wasn't there for that. (laughs) All right. I could tell a whole story, but I don't want to be here for 40 minutes with me ranting. We have a bad habit on that. There was, I will, I do want the audience to hear,
1: have me point out one thing that you said that I thought was great. When you had the news told to you that this dude was getting laid off, what, you, what, what, did, what did you say to that when you said- I'm just like, oh my
0: God, I'm watching this dude die. <laughs> oh my God. And here's the thing, the whole day, he's not doing himself any favors. Yeah. Like literally in the morning, they have him try to do a job that like, he's trying to do so much unnecessary stuff. He's like getting himself frustrated and he's throwing attitude around and he's like throwing attitude at like the leads who are trying to help him. Right. And obviously make sure he like relearns this stuff. But it's like they lose the attitude
2: mm-hmm. and
0: then like, oh, my God. And then it's like he gets back to the he gets back to the like, he gets back to our office and it's like, hey, can you like go out to this like other job that someone just called in? And it's like two o'clock. And suppose he was giving lip and attitude, but he goes back out there. And then literally at the job, he's like, hey, I need to make sure I get off at five because I have school this evening. And I'm just sitting there. It's like, oh, my God. Oh, because you're sitting there, is like, oh, he's getting laid off and he's being so shitty. He sure is. And he's like, I got to have to do school. I'm just like, oh, how's it? Like, I don't know if that's a good thing where it's like, hey, I have school. Can you please respect my schedule? And then you end up getting just laid off. And it's like, well, I have to now go to school. Without with the realization that I'm out the job, yeah. And here's the thing: I'm also going to school with the idea of hopefully benefiting this job. Yeah. That he no longer does not have. Let's me try to say it in quick form. Yeah. If you guys have heard the full on sexual story, like
1: I have, trust me. I mean, like anyone who's been laid off, yeah, it's easy to have like that uh, that, like, that bare minimum sympathy for the guy. No, but the, I have sympathy. this dude was a dick.
0: No, I have sympathy of him getting laid off, and I know he's not going. He's going through a hard time. All right. right? He crashed the work van. Yeah. Goes through rehab. Mm -hmm. I'm sure he's just like, I'm sure he's not in the best form in life. Yeah. You would think finally this is an opportunity to finally just like, you know, get your turn the ship around, turn the ship around. But instead, when it finally normal life came back to him. Oh, back to old habits. Let's crash the fucking ship. Well yeah. it's unintentionally crashed the ship Because he was saying, Homie didn't know he was going to get laid off No He just thought it was another day at Another day at the job Yep And I'm just sitting there just going Ooh Ooh Yeah I'm just like brutal And how I got of laid off Not having a shitty attitude And just trying to do the best Sometimes that's all you need to do Yeah That's all you need to do. I didn't know I was to. So thankfully I'm not laid off at my job. Yeah. I don't
1: have any cool story. The only thing that I have, you
0: will have a, you will have a cool story.
1: I have faith. The only thing I have that I think is really cool that I feel like people should know is I have discovered the secret to, um, eternal warmth and happiness. Um, a life changing experience that I went through recently. I had hot pot last week. Hot pot? Hot pot. Yeah. What the yeah. fuck is that? It's a um, it's a Japanese thing. Uh, so the Japanese place near my work, what it is, is it's supposed to be bigger because it's supposed to be a group thing. But he, he had this person. It's this bowl. It's over a thing that has a consistent flame. And then there's rice on the side and then in the thing it's a whole mishmash of shit yeah
0: that gimmick yeah 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 yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, the guy it's not even on their menu but i go in and the guy i go in enough the guy's like hey you come in all the time I make some for you ever had hot pot i'm like no i know what hot pot is but i'm like no i never had it he's like well i'll make it for you just you know 20 bucks or whatever and i'm like okay sure and i'll do this shit had shrimp it had some other kind of fish. It had salmon. Broth was delicious. Went see, with the hop, rice. it's
0: like, you know, it's hard to say with hot pot because I don't know if it's a Japanese thing or kind of like a Korean thing. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it's that. see, that's why. Or could it be even Chinese? It's hmm. a variation of different Asian stuff. That's yeah, why probably. when you said Japanese, I'm like, what? Well, I just assumed. The only that- times I'd ever seen it was in Japanese context. So that's just why I assumed that. I think it's a it's common in Eastern Asian. But
1: Asians. you know how like when people that eat that foodies or chefs, they say like, oh, I feel that warmness in my soul. That was one of the first times I ever felt that when I wasn't eating either my mom's mac and cheese or my dad making me a sweet ribeye. I was like, this is some good shit. And that's okay. it. It's been hot a pot's rad, everybody. Eat Japanese food.
0: <laughs> I haven't had a hot pot in a minute, but fuck. i would be down. That's See, that's more of a date night thing. I don't know if I want to be some lonely fuck in the spot trying to like you where know, it like self-cook at the hot pot. I might as <laughs> wow, well just cook okay. at home.
1: No, it was literally like oh, sure you it, was literally, sure. no, it was literally like a size of like a bowl for one. It was a bowl for one.
0: And you just like, I'm a cooking Yeah, whole, yeah,
1: dude. I was taking it, I was putting it in the rice, which had soy sauce, mixing it up, just be like
0: um, oh oh Shit was good, dog. <laughs> see, it's such a but see, that's just a date night thing for me, though. That's the other thing. It's like I want to intentionally go out. Listen. But I'm not discouraging you listen, I bet you're gonna hit it up. I bet you hit it up like twice already. Listen, some Since pe- the last time we met for the podcast, I actually have had it twice. Yeah, <laughs> I fucking know the it. second
1: time wasn't as good though, because instead of salmon, he put
0: chicken, which was not as good. Well, next time, I ask for salmon. I will. All right, listeners, what's rolling the hot or not? Yep. All right, it's now time for Hot or Not. All right, let me make sure I have the record button on. And All right. Mr. Hot or Not. Mr. Hot or Not. What have you sent to us this week?
1: This better not be more Peyton Parrish.
2: All right, for this week's Hot or Not, figured we would do something a little bit more simple. simple. I was honestly going to go with a few different tracks and everything, but... It's been a couple some weeks. of it was a bit yeah. more nuanced and uh, takes probably more than a listen to get into. Like some of the new King Ten stuff. I'm the glad has a the new Mod Sun album, which I assume you guys are just gonna write off as uh, you know, fucking uh, '90s throwback um, stock shit, even though it's pretty sick. <laughs> so I figured I would just go with the crowd pleaser and then just do some stripper fight music because it seems to be the most easy. Like. Digestible on this segment, and uh, even though so it's bitter. not really groundbreaking in any in, in any way, it's fun. It's good shit. So uh, yeah, here's a track that I think's been blown up on TikTok quite a bit over the last few months or whatever. So check it out, and it's not by one of the two mega stripper fight music chicks, being Cardi B or Megan The Stallion. So, anyways, this is uh, this week's hot or
1: not. I love the low key
0: continuous story of Hey I as wanna this show, show <laughs> I like this like I wanna like maybe show you something interested but you guys will most likely write it off as something so you know what? I'll just rather just please you guys. <laughs> Seems like he just wants a W dude on the show dude the so story, i'm just
1: gonna use stripper fight music the story of jake just slowly more and more getting bitter and angry with us as Hotter or not goes on <laughs> as
0: this segment has now been around like, for about i literally visit him and he's like hey let's go with the podcast i like i haven't done a Hotter or not in a minute well yeah no i've been fucking busy yeah we're a weekend where i'm hanging out with you so i almost feel bad
1: Cause he just sounded so bitter in his message. This is probably what. This is probably the kind of music he thinks about when you diss his hot or not.
0: That's a yeah. cool beat. Yeah, that's hot with me. I i like. <laughs> Come on. Okay, no, I'll actually be serious. This feels kind of oh, n- attention. This feels,
1: this feels, it's funny. He said, Oh, I was going to send you something interesting and was For the record, Jake, we like interesting, nuanced things. I don't know.
0: I don't know what interesting and nuanced things does Mr.
1: Hotter not bring. But uh, this actually sounds, ironically, kind of 90s. This beat.
0: I like it. Mm. Any uh, pseudo thoughts? Any nuanced thoughts of what you're listening to at the moment? Well, if I critically
1: analyze her lyrics, I can tell this is a bad bitch who's uh, who. It would be wise if you did not fuck with her. And all the pretty and all the attractive women seem to walk a certain way. Now, what that could be may hopefully be further elaborated upon.
0: I don't know. <laughs> I feel like this is a song I would see being used in the background of some lady's story that I stalk on Instagram. <clears throat> oh, easily. Easily. Easy peasy lemon squeeze.
1: <clears throat> and she's making dead eye contact with the cameras. It's just yeah. moving like this. Yeah. She's got tattoos, you know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> tattoos. Tattoos. Big, uh, big lipstick, you know.
0: This feels at home. Thank you, Jake. Thank you, Jake. Yeah, come on. I like this. I generally do. This is punk. I don't know why I said that, but that's what I said.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's simple. It's punk. I don't know. It's just when he said, for some reason, when he said, oh, I was going to send you something, but it was a little more nuanced. I was just like, oh, he's going to send us some quote unquote simple punk shit. Obviously, this is a punk, but. Is, is that the song?
0: Yeah. Oh, oh that's, that's the song. song. Yeah, I guess yeah, I'll give it a hot. It was fun. Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was fun, too. Thank you, Mr. Hardenauer, for actually sending it a track. Now, you know
1: what it is? He probably now will, thinks, now, will our number one fan like it, though? Oh, she hates every song she he sends. <laughs> <laughs> I think the worst one, I think the one she hated the absolute most. Might have been the, uh, might have been the L.O. Cool J country song.
0: Okay, that one was terrible, <laughs> but I laughed hard at that one
1: <laughs> because it's like I said on the Royal Rumble special. She tells me she goes, "Why does he play all
0: this teeny bopper shit?" Well, I want to call this teeny, bop, teeny bopper the track we listen to today. Yeah, but but to my mom, it's like
1: you know how the joke on South Park was, oh, it, all all music sounds like shit to old or depressed people. Well, to her, it's all teeny bopper. Like literally, when she sent some of that alt rock or punk rock stuff, for she called she called any negative teeny bopper shit.
0: Oh, yeah, that is some teeny bopper, but I gave Andy Negative a knob just to piss off <laughs> because it pisses off <laughs> Mr. Hotter or not.
1: No, no, that that didn't bug him. It was when we started calling
0: him Andy Negative. <laughs> That's why. Did you catch that? I was just saying the nuances compared between the two. Yeah, no, like, we, we like. It almost cr- seemed like almost like uncomparable. Here's the thing,
1: Jake. We like deep critical thinking nuance stuff. But here's the thing. Have you seen the show? This, we're not necessarily critical, nuanced people on the show.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know what Jake was going to send. That would, yeah,
1: actually- I know. He he said we would have written it off as a '90s throwback. That could be. There was a there was a lot of music that came out in the '90s, <laughs> like a lot of music. So that could is it like corn throwback? Is it like
0: I don't know? It's Dave son. Matthews
1: throwback. <laughs>
0: Modson. It's come on. It's mod son. I see. We know what mod son's most likely going to do. All right. Yeah. All right. So, should we roll into the CAR? Yeah, let's go. All right, for sure. How's it going, everyone that just came? To the CAR. All right. Let me start this with this week Lou Reed and Metallica Lulu. All right. Tell me about it. You know,
1: I remember when I first heard this song, literally 12 years ago. It starts off like this. I'm like, huh. You know, this acoustic guitar, like, it sounds kind of nice, you know? Because I know what Lou Reed music sounds like. But then, I kind of don't. But then.
2: I would cut my legs and tits off when I think of Boris
1: yeah. and oh. Then the Lou Reed starts happening.
0: <laughs> yeah, when I heard that, I was like, oh my God.
1: Here, <laughs> now, I'll- listen, if you're familiar with Lou Reed, there's nothing new, but it's like, okay, here we go.
0: Yeah, I just wrote down, it's like, hour and 27 minute album, baby, let's go. And then that, bro, that opening line, I was like, ha ha ha. Small town girl. Yeah. Okay. So you so five out of ten. Hold on, we gotta hear it. Small town girl.
1: So this is the rest of the song for like four minutes, yeah. um, uninterrupted. It's not really interesting, and Lars really, really likes hitting that cymbal or crash, whatever it is. I actually gave it a four, a high four, I guess. Because I, I know this is gonna sound like sarcasm, but I think there are better songs on this record than this. I just th- I think this
0: is probably the worst song they could have. I didn't hate it they could've enough. Could've I'm picked. just sitting there. I'm just like, yeah. But I think I was prepared. I'm like, dude, I know it's gonna be boring. I'll be sitting here just doling. Small like, uh, girl. Yeah.
1: Small girl. Yeah, I gave it a four. I'm <laughs> like across yeah, to the bread and Burgay.
0: All right, let's go. <laughs> no, nah.
1: gotta make everyone listen to this. Well, we're not doing the whole song. Oh fuck no!
0: God.
1: Oh, oh god. And then again, these are the worst two songs they could have led with. <laughs> Why? Because like, I I think these songs are. <laughs> I think these are the two worst songs on the record.
0: Okay. If I'm taking this song serious. This is kind of an actual song, and I don't hate it. I gave it a light six out of ten. He gave it a, I gave it a five. Hey, right. but for the meme factor, it's a ten out of ten song. What's your, what's your insightful review?
1: Well it's better than the first I literally have written here It's better than the first
0: song Here's it. The song grows on you the more and more you listen to it And it actually like changes and
1: evolves And I thought the lyrics were more interesting And yeah the memes High school days Do, do you want to try to find the part That okay. that was the meme yeah. You should be able to
0: find it if you click on the lyrics Yeah give me a second Cause get-
1: this was the only single Released from the record So this is everyone's first impression of it I remember when this came out, people thought, wait, is this a joke? Because they're like, there's no way this is Metallica. Yeah, wait, hold on. This is like, bring Oh, it's one of those ones where the lyrics aren't. Oh,
0: here we go. Oh,
1: here it comes.
0: Sir. I All
1: right. Oh, wait, does he not say it there? Not there. Okay. Well, he's... Well, still. It's, uh... It's in there. Oh, yeah, I know. is it. Here it is.
0: The The view. The devil. All this. I am am the root. I I am the progress. The... The... the lyrics aren't even right they keep saying i'm the devil ah! i am i am the table
1: yeah we can
0: <laughs> dude tell me the song's a 10 out of 10 because of the meme you know what's funny It's a, no that deserves a light six at least through mine all right next song pumping blood
1: Pumping blood. Okay, so you know what's interesting about this record? Heffield's like barely on it. Like, he does the small town girl, he does the last song, and he does like I a am com- the table. He comes like a little bit here and there, but honestly, I think after like track four or five or whatever, he it's, disappears. It, he's such a stark contrast to Lou Reed, too. Every yeah, you time he's he- like, Worship, beyond the knees of evil within the I am the table. <laughs> So this right here, everybody, this is like the uh, whole song.
0: Uh, this is like the whole song. Oh, no, don't say that. The song picks up in the end. Well,
1: yeah. After it, like seven minutes. So there's a part where it does break, and it does this ambient acoustic thing, and I actually think it sounds pretty cool, and it builds back up over a few minutes, and then it goes fast. I'm like, okay, that's cool. This didn't need to be seven and a half minutes is the point I'm getting to. The lyrics of this one are weird. He's talk there's a line where he talks about oh, honey, wagging oh, There's a line where he talks about oh, wagging his ass like a prostitute. And this is a direct quote swallowing a colored man's dick. Yeah, whatever, I
0: gave it a five. I don't know why. I was like, this song bangs lol. High six out of high six out of ten. What the f- fuck? Why am I on?
1: Was it because it's like mid-paced and heavy? Yeah. I don't know if you could call this heavy.
0: Oh yeah, like this riff. Oh, this riff is cool. Yeah, it's literally it's like yeah, there's actual riffs to this. This song. riff reminds you. Oh yeah,
1: Metallica's here, and they're really good musicians. Yeah, like you just sit there going, bling, bling.
0: and then it's like, oh,
1: and then picks up. It's like, oh, you can mash to that.
0: I've got no words. Oh Jack, I beseech you. In the end, oh, there's an ordinary heart.
1: Yeah, I got no words. I, I, the song speaks for itself.
2: In the end. In the I, end. I
1: stand by my five. Yeah. A boy, a yeah. Yeah, that's right. Then suddenly it's no more heroes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God.
0: Okay, we need to move on. Louis is saying some stuff that uh, I don't think is uh, might be appropriate. This is. This just is seems just, I don't want to know the context. It does not seem comfortable. Track. At least, <laughs> this is not comfortable for me. Track four is Mistress
1: Dread, so I guess it's kind of cool because if you listen to the last song, it actually flows into this. And this one's fast. Yeah, see, the last one we ran went with to Here's No More the- Heroes. Now, suddenly, it's just fucking Dire's Eve. Here's the thing, like,
0: Lars plays this fast for a very, yeah, very long time. This is- I'm like, damn, dude, this is a straight endurance. This song is like seven minutes.
1: He does this for what? For, like, almost all of it, right? Yeah. So that's impressive. Now, as a fair man... See, I gave this one a 5 out of 10. I gave it that, too. As a fair man, I liked how this song went on. It's one of those ones where it keeps layering stuff on top of it. Like, it adds more instruments and textures. Like, nothing that I think is amazing. But I'm like, you know what? This isn't a bad song. And not just because it's fast. But I'm just like, yeah, it's, it's fine. It's fine. See, that's what I mean. The first two songs suck, I think. But the last song in this one, I'm like... Yeah, these aren't bad. If you would have showed those to me instead of the view, I would have thought there was some potential with this project.
0: But dude, yeah, like Lars is going for a minute here.
1: I'll skip forward. Let's sure. See. What 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 time are you at? What time are you? at? that's like two
0: minutes thirty seconds. Skip to like four. I it's, it's literally that. I'm like, dude.
1: Believe me. What it, time is it that this break happens?
0: Four minutes and forty-five
1: seconds. He did that shit for almost five minutes straight, dog. That is a good endurance. That's crazy. Like, and that's a that's a fast pace. This is 2011, so Lars is like what fifty at this point? Almost, almost, or just under fifty? Like, is the beat
0: hard? No, no, no. But no. the play at a good at that tempo for a he was good keeping four his time too. So. Yeah, here's the, they all tracked us live, right? Yes. Yeah, no Lars punches. Lou
1: Reed did not want them to. Uh, Lou Reed did not want them to do it the way Metallica does it, you know, with punchings and shit. He was like, "We're doing this live, motherfucker." All right, nice one, Iced Honey. So this one I actually gave kind of a higher five. It could almost be a six, and I know I'm going to sound like such a normie, but I'm listening to this and I'm like, and even when Lou Reed comes in, I'm like. Hey, you know what? This sounds like a song. <laughs> like, this sounds like a regular song. That's kind of the best I could say for it. It's just, it's fine. Like, if I threw Lulu in my playlist, right? And this song randomly came on on Shuffle, I'm like, yeah, I'll leave this on.
0: So, yeah, five. High five. So, I just wrote down LOL, Butt Rock, Metallica, and Lurie. Man, this is some haha garbage. Five out of ten. Okay, so this, I'm like, dude, this feels like a load song. So-
1: This record is like if low it, it was if like if the loads had a baby and then that baby had a baby
0: with saint anger and then the baby was raised by Luri. Whoa, whoa whoa no. I think it's like you had those two babies maybe it's some saint anger speed but it's like all right Luri have some, have fun with this. Yeah. Yeah, see, Hetfield's <laughs> here, but he
1: hasn't been on in, like, two songs, and I, I think, I'm looking through it, after this, I think Hetfield just, like, disappears. I, I think Hetfield just, like, disappears from the record. Besides the guitar, obviously. Yeah, I think that's maybe Hetfield playing. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, what'd
0: you get this song on? I, I gave heard. it a five. Thought uh, it was fine. All uh, right, let's move on. Cheat on me. The 11-minute epic. Well oh, oh, fuck. Are we already on, like, one of the first longest ones?
1: Okay, so... I'm going to describe the song for y'all the best uh. I can. What you hear here is pretty much just this for a while. And then eventually some bass comes in. Then there's bass and drums. Then there's bass and drums with some vocals. Then there's guitar. See, I normally kind of like songs like like this one where they like build up and they kind of have a groove to it. Because there is actually a pretty decent groove here. When, if the song would fucking start. Yeah, when does the song fucking start? I I, I guess. Well, I, okay. So technically the song is starting, but uh, can, can you just like skip ahead a few minutes? Well, hey, there's that bass. See, but here's the thing. I actually think this sounds pretty nice. Yeah. Well, I just wrote. Well, yeah. Th- yeah. Give me your thoughts.
0: Well, here's my thoughts. I wrote down, fuck, a lot of strings on this record. Yes. Yeah, a lot. And then he's like, wait, why does he cheat on himself? And then yep, have to stay in one place. I gave it a high four out of ten. And I got really bored. But then there's not half bad riff in the end.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I get- gave it a... I actually... Same here. I gave it a high four. I, I wrote here. I said, so far, nothing on here is as bad as Kiss. I can't hear any audio on my headphones.
0: Oh, you lost the audio? There we go. Sorry, I accidentally unplugged you. But yeah,
1: nothing's as bad as Kiss, so I'm like, this album's still fine with me. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, see, this is a cool groove. But I it's 11, been 11 been minutes is so break. boring. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I I can like some long songs, but like, cause like okay, like Outlaw Torn Light, right? I like that song because that's just a, that's just a cool jam. You throw it on, you you, you know, you just mellow. I like songs where it's like okay, we're just gonna jam for like eight nine minutes, but it's got to be good. And this song is good. It musically is good in parts, but not the whole package. I think. It's like, this is okay. It's nothing, okay. Nothing great.
0: But dude, that's eleven minutes. That's brutal. Yeah. All uh, right, next one. Frustration. The eight-minute epic. Another fucking one.
1: I just... I, these are my only notes. It's three sentences. I'm going to read them verbatim. Five, I guess. When the heavy comes in, it's generic
0: Metallica. Meh. Meh. <laughs> Meh. I just wrote down, lol, Metallica's playing like Sabbath. But then there's also Lou Reed. And now Lars has a random freeform section. That's Th- right. Damn, this might be the most tolerable in quotation song <laughs> 6 out of 10 could go higher but that album but that could be album perspective so chill yeah as i gave it a 6 out of 10 where i'm like hey maybe this is one of the better songs of this album i'm like sinner is like maybe the album just sucks so much <laughs> i'm like i don't even know what's even like a good <coughs> or bad rating anymore yeah <laughs> Yeah, here it is. Generic,
1: generic metal, generic heavy Metallica. Dude, it's
0: like Metallica trying to play Sabbath.
1: Yeah, you know what the riff kind of reminded me of is um the riff actually kind of reminds me a little bit of the main riff from uh, Suicide and Redemption, a little bit, oh, and, there, and, and, yeah. just, and just some instrumentals they've done. Like, yeah, it's generic Metallica, but it sounds all right. So yeah, I stand by my five.
0: Yeah, where's that fucking Lars Freeform section? I was it's near like- the end because there's a part where it breaks. Like, this, song, this part was like, okay, this is boring, frustrating. But then I just hear like, yeah, Sabbath Metallica. Let me get into that fucking large freeform section. Yeah, sure. I literally skipped forward. <laughs> there was no change right now. God bless Lulu, dog.
1: Dude, I, is it's f- like right here. This no, part? fuck, no. Because the part... There's a part where it breaks. Yeah. Wasn't it like.
2: Lexicon of hate, fru- fru- frustration.
0: What is Lou Reed on?
2: My lexicon of hate.
0: Um, that's a good question. No one knows. Dude, I'm about to just do Lou Reed where I just go out and rant. <laughs> I could do that for songs, believe me. I could just come up and just say ranting things, and I'm like, and then I could just be repetitive. Spermless like a girl. That's a lie he says in this <laughs> Spermless like a girl. Yeah, I don't know,
1: man. I, I swear I thought, I swear I thought it was like here. Much. Dude, what the? Freak. I
0: think it's in the beginning.
2: You're more man than I.
0: No, I think it's like here. And you're
2: prickless and
1: yeah. Like a girl.
0: Wow, we put a lot of energy in this fucking freeform form section. <laughs> Yeah, here's Lars just letting loose.
2: Go,
0: Lars, go. Go, Lars, go. Yeah, and this this, this riff, family happens in the end of the song. All right. Moving on. Little Dog.
1: Another eight-minute epic.
0: I feel like the, the, I remember the song where it's like, I think he really fucking hates the dog. This is the this song is the most. Like, what did the
1: Dar- Re- dog do, do to you? This song is the most Lou Reed that this record has sounded, which I know that's low praise, but uh, I actually kind of like this one. Um, like it didn't need to be eight minutes, but it's 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 a nice acoustic jam. I liked its vibe. I gave it a five because I'm like, you know what? It maybe the fa- I don't know. Maybe it's because it's so Lou Reed and so little Metallica is why I liked it. Because I just genuinely don't think they go that well together. So I don't know why the fuck they even did Little this
0: record. But I don't know. I think hey, this, this song's could be, Hey, this could just be a James-like acoustic riff right here. Uh, that's true. James says, you know.
2: The bedside,
1: There's a couple of lines where he talks about the dog's dick for some reason, too. But here's the thing. Lou Reed was like a writer, poet, guy, whatever. So maybe the dog's like a person or a metaphor.
0: That or homie really want to say random shit with Metallica. Oh, hey, you want to do a collab? I don't know. Well, that was the thing about
1: Lou Reed. There was equal parts. Oh, he's being artistic and profound or he's just fucking around. That because that was his style, you know? So what'd you give the
0: song? I gave, some... I gave
1: it a five. I, I like when everything comes in. I just thought it was a fine acoustic jam. I liked its vibe.
0: I just wrote down lol. This is chill study music 4 out of 10. The song felt like nothing. Like, obviously, there's stuff here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess he talked about a dog's dick, but. <laughs> Let's move on. Moving on to now Dragon.
1: The 11 minute epic. Yeah, at this point in the record, I was really wait. Why the fuck? I
0: thought you were about to say something. You're
1: like, eleven minute epic. So at this point in the record, you know the songs have been long. The quality has been incredibly inconsistent. And I hear this intro, I hear this intro, and I'm like, the like the first and second time I've listened to this record, I was like, man, I feel like fucking sleeping. (laughs) But
0: when the music, oh, if you need a good album to put you to sleep, sleep, I'm gonna say this album can do it. So I thought well, when the mu- I when I was list this record I was doing a physical activity to make sure I didn't go to sleep. I see.
1: You're not really there. <laughs> hallucination. Oh. So yeah, I gave it a five, a low 5. It could maybe be a high 4. But I don't know. I thought when the music came in I'm like, "Okay, this sounds like some more low talica. That's fine." That's all I have to say.
0: Here's the thing. I for what I thought about the song Lou Reed don't you don't care because I think there was where, like Lou Reed just says like I don't care did he like have that or was it just, like, no that's
1: how that's what he opens, he opens you don't really
0: care I'm like Lou Reed you don't care that was me and then I'm like alright the song is all just one good riff lol high four out of ten like yeah there's this open but then like literally it's just yeah, it's oh, yeah just I, actually, this, I actually like this riff too do you like it for, like, a good eight minutes straight? Not that much. Not that much. Whoa, oh, this part,
1: too. I like that break. See, it's cool, but it can't sustain itself for eight minutes. Yeah,
0: that's this is literally... A,
1: yeah. Man, it reminded me of Poison Was the Cure. But, yeah, I said, that's all I
0: can say about it.
1: Cool riff. Song shouldn't be 11 fucking minutes. All
0: right, last one. Junior Dad. I just I just wrote down Alright, 19 minutes and 28 seconds baby. 19 minute epic Let's go And I just wrote down, bro In the middle, it's just violin noises But then like, I realized Wait, no, that's just the second half of the song When it ended So here's the thing I thought I was like, oh yeah, there's violin noise breaks Yeah, the like 10 stop. minute outro <laughs> Or like 12 minute outro yeah. <laughs> I literally sat there and was like yeah, I feel like something's coming, right?
1: See, here's the thing. I actually, oh. in a weird way, I actually think that this is one of the better songs on the record in theory. Like, I like this intro. The lyrics actually feel like they're kind of personal or, or they're kind of like a little more understandable than the other ones, which is part of something I'll get to when we give our final thoughts on the record. So if this had been like a five or six minute just like ending song jam or whatever, this would have been fine. Like this. I'm like, okay, this was cool but like, Dude, it just felt rate excessive.
0: The, holy fuck, I didn't even rate the song. <laughs> it's so long, I totally forgot to do something. How long,
1: how long was it again? 19 minutes and 20 seconds? 28 seconds. 28! Let's go! Yeah, but it's like literally this. I just gave it a four because it's like, listen, I can like some long if songs. One of my favorite songs of all time is literally a 25 minute song, but like, this is just, it was just, the intro was cool. This was cool. The
0: outro was cool.
1: It didn't need to be 19 minutes.
0: So yeah, I gave it a four. Hey, I just did I'm gonna give it a three. <laughs> I'm like, come on, like yeah, this sound you seems like oh yeah, this sounds nice. It's easy listening. I'm like, yeah. bro, it's boring to listen to. I needed something to pay my atten pay attention. Well, it's creating a mood and atmosphere. Yeah. it's wanting you to feel. Oh something. hey, I guess Metallica's here. I didn't remember this song. <laughs> and then it's like literally
1: just. Yeah, it's the, this. Okay, what time do you have? What time do you have? 12 minutes. Five minutes. No, sorry. Six and a half minutes of Hold this.
0: Hold it. Let me, like, pull, let... Yeah. So around, we'll say 11 minutes. Yeah. It's literally nine, minute, nine, and a half, nine and a half minutes for of just this. Yeah. It's not even like the violins are playing anything. It's just violin noises. Yeah.
1: Like like so fuck it, wh- three
0: out of ten. It's brutal. It's long. Fuck you. Yeah. Well, do you want to do the thing where we leave it running while we give our final thoughts? Sure. Why not? We'll Let's have, have time. a time. Ni- Let's have a nice outro. Go.
1: Okay. So there's a couple ways to look at this. Okay. Oh yeah. After tallying up my score out of a score of a hundred, and I think I think your score, final score, probably came similar to mine. Out of a score of a hundred, this record gets a forty-seven. A 40... That's not even an F. That's like a super F. That's like the second or third lowest ratio this show's ever given anything, anything, besides KISS. So there's a couple ways to look at this record,
0: right? There is multiple ways to look at this record.
1: Not just as a Lou Reed record, not just as a metallic record, but also as a collaborative thing. But, or like, you could look at it as a Lou Reed record or a metallic record or a collaborative thing, or maybe a personal piece of Lou Reed music that Metallica happened to be there for. See... Lou Reed was a guy. He was always weird and ambiguous with the writing and stuff. So he did other stuff after this, but he died like less than two years after this record came out. So a lot of people look at this as Lou Reed's swan song. And in fact, Lou Reed's brother or something thought Lulu was like, or his wife, thought that Lulu was actually the best thing he'd ever done. What? wait what so fans of Lou Reed have interpreted the lyrics because here's the thing about this about this record these lyrics are kind of based on a play from Russia from the 20th century but they're also kind of semi-biographical too so if you look at it like that at like, okay, this is an old guy. He's in his twilight and he's doing some classic Lurie bullshit, but there's a little personalness thrown in. Because you listen to this, I'm like, this is clearly, these are sounds meant to evoke an emotion. So I'm like, if you could have like that, I'm like, it's not that bad. But here's the thing, Lurie didn't give a shit whether anything he did was considered good or bad. He just, he just did it for the art because he wanted to. That being said, and I always respected him for that. I mean, said yeah I can honestly you say know, here's
0: another element though we keep talking about Lou Reed Lou Reed but there's a fucking Metallica here I know and they've
1: Metallica's never talked about how much of this record was them how much of it was Lou Reed like was this stuff that Lou Reed had written out that Metallica played over or, was, or were these or were Metallica like oh we'll do all the music like, why <laughs> did Metallica decide to do this they met backstage at like a show or something And they're just like, yeah, man, let's do it. (laughs) That's how this happened. But yeah, here's the thing. I don't like this record. And I remember when this came out, it was catastrophic shit. But at this point in my life, if someone asked me, is this one of the worst albums ever of all time? Well, it's not good. I can probably say it's bad. If there is an objective worst album out there, like, bull on, this is the worst musical record ever made. I haven't heard it yet. I don't think it's this. Because as you heard from our review, whether they're memeable or not, there's actually some good elements in here, music wise and stuff.
0: You're struggling. like, I have to, like with that statement, I will have to say you are struggling to find it though. Yeah. And there's moments where you find it, it's good, but it's like, all right, how much did I go through just to get to it? And here's the thing.
1: When I listened to this 12 years ago, I was more reacting to it and not listening to it now that I'm older I've really listened to it so I'm able to be like yeah I can see you can't there react was some to the actual st- artistic intent here.
0: Dude this is a record you can't react. Well yeah obviously you're going to react to it but like obviously it's a record it's like dude I don't think this is a record you can't react. This is like literally a weird time stamp of like history. Yeah. Or whatever the fuck they did. So, <laughs> your final thoughts? Well it's hard to say without rep- without repeating anything that you just stated right now I just want my question is I guess. How did we get here with these two bands? What? Well, maybe. Yeah. I get it. Maybe they like Lou Reed, Velvet Underground. I personally haven't listened too much. Maybe I should take like a couple minutes and try to listen to some like you know Velvet Underground's like you know well-known songs or whatever Lou Reed does. Sure. But like a statement like this was Lou Reed's best work. How the fuck did we get that? <laughs> What made the people say that? What Was Lou Reed just like, you know what? I did this and I'm in a good mood. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Hey, you've also told me the statement that Lars said. You know what? Huh? Well, I got to get the Lars lyric. Just like, huh? 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 Fuck that kid's fucking knapsack. All right. This is a record piece that I felt like awesome Metallica and Lou Reed was just like, we did this record for us And no one else Go, take the reins
1: Yeah, I was going to say Because I was actually
0: going to lean into If
1: I could read to you Some reviews and also Lars' response Because I think I know it's going to go on a bit But this is important So this is a quote from Lars After Lou well, Reed's died. Hey, songs not over
0: yet, people Yeah, we weren't kidding Yeah How much time a- we got left? Oh, hey, look We still got three <laughs> more minutes After Lou Reed died
1: Ulrich wrote the following in The Guardian I played the record for my kids yesterday in the car and it sounded as...
0: What? Re- okay. Okay.
1: It sounded as... relevant.
0: Who the fuck <laughs> would be playing this record for your kids? Hey, check it. Some of them and the first us went- off, cut my fucking dick off, <laughs> wag my tail like a whore. So, and it sounded as relevant and more
1: intense than ever. It sounded incredibly potent, very alive and impulsive. Oh. 25 years oh. from now, 25 years from now, huh? You're gonna have millions of people claiming they own the record or loved it when it came out, which of course neither will be true. I think it's gonna age well. When I played it yesterday, it sounded fucking awesome. In some ways, it's almost cooler that people didn't embrace it because it makes it more ours. It's our project, our record. And this was never made, here it is. This was never made for the masses and the masses didn't take to it. It makes it more precious for those who were involved.
0: Here's what's funny about that. That is a very like, that. I, it's like a statement of like, here's like, this isn't a record I would have felt like. No, <laughs> You. I don't think you made this for the masses. I believe, yes, that generally that Metallica and Lou Reed decided to just hang out, do whatever. And here's the thing. Maybe take the reins like, you know what, Lou Reed, I want your weird artistic vision. You have Metallica as a tool yeah. to help you in that vision.
1: And here's the thing. Metallica take everything on the chin right when people talk about criticize their music or talk shit on the lows or saying anger They write it off or they they chuckle and they're like yeah Well, you know they're weirdly not pretentious, but they're weirdly defensive of Lulu Like it's the one thing that they will actually kind of like bite back about like Hetfield said James Hetfield expressed understanding of fearful people Who are typing from their mom's basement that they're living and stating (laughs) that the band needed to spread their wings and try something new, and then Lou Reed said the album is for literate people.
0: Like, are we? That's why he said. Literate. Are we just supposed to read just the lyrics, (laughs) (laughs) homie? Like, you have songs where literally I have Hepfield telling me, "I am the table, I am this, I am the view, I am that." I'm like yeah we go from like the dude that wrote the unforgiven to like saying shit like that dude bro it's weird But yeah, I'm sorry Metallica is such a huge band that masses love them and then they decided to do a weird personal piece where it's like they actually put out in the public that is open for criticism I want to read a couple reviews oh hey it's fucking over
1: so I'll I'll make this quick so someone wrote for Sputnik Music one and a half out of five and said I'm just going to read this part the fallout from this record could have dire consequences. A lot of people already placed Metallica at the best seat in the house at the Last Chance Saloon have now called Last Orders. And then someone wrote, Last Orders. And then, and then this is great. Someone wrote, If the Red Hot Chili Peppers acoustically covered the 12 worst Primus songs, it would still be better than this. Here's my favorite one. Uh, where is it? Okay, here we go. Lou Reed is a catastrophic failure. This is blabbermouth. Lou is a catastrophic failure on almost every level. A project that could pi- that could quite possibly do irreparable harm to Metallica's career. Lol. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, and the only other positive ones, I'll just steamroll really quick. It was always all the, the avant Metallica- garde or artsy people,
0: right? Yeah. Like,
1: um. Like, 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 like this one from Trouten- like,
0: Yeah, I'm gonna trust Blabbermouth on the fucking weird opinion piece on this. True, as I said, if we're really judging by Metallica themselves, right? No, this record kind of is their, if it but is we their record, li- it's their li- li- worst record. Yeah, but we've literally, this album's now 12 years old. Yeah. I have a feeling it's now just lost the time. Yeah. We aren't dealing with the punishment where people are getting anything, Meta- anything that Metallica does, people are gonna get hyped up about. Sure. Like, we could agree on that. And with Lou Reed, like, okay, sure. This sounds interesting. And then we heard it and I'm like, what the fuck? Obviously, I feel like as time goes on, I could go by the statement with Lars saying, as it being a personal record that obviously has been, like, been put out and, like and mass produced to be sold. Someone gave it a 10 out of
1: 10, calling it one of the greatest records ever made. And they were completely serious.
0: Someone said, you know. No, you so guys, this is now the avant-garde aspect, yeah, right? This th- is like this is someone the writing
1: off- for Drowned in Sound.
0: All right, so this is the off-beaten path, not like some yeah, fucking yeah. goobers at Blabbermouth. James
1: Parker at The Atlantic wrote, I think it's great. Give it a shot. Give it another listen. Offer it what Lou would call your coagulating heart. You will be rewarded. And then the last one I'm going to read. British avant-garde magazine, The Wire. David Keenan wrote, Metallica's unrelated sledgehammer style works as the perfect complement to Lou Reed's vision of compassionless love. And concluded... Against all odds, Lulu functions as the ultimate realization of Reed's aesthetic of cruel, vulgar, half in love with power and pain, but with a bruised, beating heart at the center.
0: (laughs) So you loved it or hated it, I guess. Yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, like you either have a weird cynicalism with this or you just like as a it's not an album for the masses and there's only a select few. And like, I guess people really love the record. It's like it's so hard. It's like, it's so, it's a weird, it's one of those records where it's like, yeah, whatever. saying is one thing, but this is like, yeah. this is weird. This is so weird. Normal rock heads and old heads, they're not going to fucking like it. But a weird artistic, like avant-garde vision. It's like it, literally the statement of Lars saying, this is just for us. <laughs> and it's like, I feel there is a personal touch to it. I can't hate on that. Yeah, oh, man! What a weird fucking record, <laughs> and I don't want to listen to it again. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good.
1: I've done it twice. Like, yeah, I'll
0: listen to the view and laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I am the table. Yeah, dude. Fuck it. I'll put, I'll put, like punish like good friend Dylan with it. <laughs> but like, other than that, like, no. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break. Yeah, and we're gonna roll into the main event. Yes. How's it going, everyone? Now it's time for the main event. All right, Ed Anyone that just hopped over from the time stamps, yo, what's good? What do we listen? To? Not listen to what did we watch this week? We watched Hobo with a
1: Shotgun, yeah, which is a grindhouse movie and it's about a hobo with, a, with a shotgun. So, I'll be honest, before we watched this movie, I was a little worried that I wasn't gonna like it. Here's the thing I like schlock B and C movies that are cheesy and stupid, but like on accident, right? Like Samurai Copper or a bad Godzilla movie or something. Or something like that. Hubble with a Shotgun always sounded like... Hubble with a Shotgun always made me think of those Sharknado movies, right? Where it's like, oh, yeah, we're cheesy and stupid, but it's on purpose. Those kind of movies aren't really funny to me, or at least they don't sustain their humor for me. It's like Ed Wood movies, right? Like, those are terrible movies, but they're fun because they were taken completely seriously. I'm happy to report I was mostly wrong. This movie's pretty enjoyable.
0: Yeah. Here's the thing about this movie, too. Obviously it started out was like a mock trailer for for some like what was the fuck yeah it was the double house it was the double feature that went on back yeah it was death proof and i forget the other one yeah it was death proof and was it planet terror oh yeah yeah where you had the collab effort of both robert rodriguez and quentin tarantino which
1: let's be honest quentin tarantino's was just a quentin tarantino movie
0: (laughs) yeah but even then, not even like his best work. No, no, no. That's the thing. A lot of time when like Quentin Tarantino does like homages to B movies back of yeah. the day, they usually don't do well. No. I don't. Weird. <laughs> but either way. Yeah, no, there was like all. But there were like mock like tra- like there were like mock trailers for like movies that didn't exist or weren't really going to exist. Yeah. But somehow ended up existing. Like, there was Machete. Yes. Machete's probably the most famous one. Yeah,
1: that became a movie. that got a sequel.
0: Yeah. And then Hobo with a Shotgun was also a fake trailer, too. That, that was just, hey, let's make it.
1: Yeah. Now, let's they make- did
0: not make the Nazi werewolf one directed by Rob Zombie.
1: That sounds like something he would have fucking done,
0: too, in a heartbeat. Well, that movie didn't happen, so... This
1: movie stars Rudger Hauer, who you guys will know as either Roy from Blade... Or the bad guy from Blade Runner, or that or Master Zayn or second voice actor. So there you go. Wait, is that the
0: homeless man? Yeah, is that our main man? That's right. That's it, the, did you ever pick up the name of the homeless man? No, he.
1: It, I looked in the credits. I looked on Wikipedia. He's just. He's never. He's just called the hobo. Apparently in the screenplay, he's just called the hobo.
0: Should we call him the hobo? I call him our main man
1: call whenever you want Hi. so getting into it right we open with like a bright and saturated opening of opening credits as a train rolls by on the trains our
0: titular hobo who's like i said just called the hobo yeah and we get opening credits it's all 70s style it's like yeah i feel like this is an homage yeah to b schlock movies he from gets back off in the day
1: he gets off the train and now he's roaming around the city Walks past two dudes with a camera being the shit out of a guy. Hey,
0: you remember bum fights? <laughs>
1: yes. That actually. was a
0: thing. Ain't hey, that a fucking forgotten relic of like the 2000s? That's fucked
1: up. I remember watching a few of
0: those. Yeah, too. those are fucked up. They're really fucked yeah, like, up. And then like a homie like take a fucking screwdriver and stab someone in the dome? Oh, uh, uh, like, yeah. They got, like, like it got rules like really hella fucked up and exploitive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Like, sometimes
1: like- I think World Stars fucked up and exploitive,
0: but then I remember bum fights yeah and like literally homies like oh, I'll give you some money go fuck each other up I was like, i'm like, i broke as so fuck fuck you guy
1: yeah and then all of a sudden so he walked past that then all of a sudden comes running down the street this dude with his hands tied the back with what appears to be what's it called a sewer hatch i just call it a manhole yeah a manhole around his head which i guess this dude was from trailer park Boys. yeah it's ricky from trailer park ricky Boy. okay so Folks,
0: let's go so yeah no i didn't know here's <laughs> the thing i watched this movie before and oh, yeah, I said that, yeah, I wasn't when I first watched it, I didn't know it was kind of like an homage to like 70s style, like freaking, you know, B movie schlock. So right. here's the thing about this movie. It's also really gory, too. Yeah, it's not Don't the I goriest. Watch, like I thought it'd be nonstop gore. But when it does gore, it's really gory. Hey, when I first watched it, I took the movie actually serious. I thought this was like an actual movie like people were hyped up about. It. I'm like, yeah. OK, maybe this is a really good movie to watch. And I realized, dude, this movie is kind of weird and kind of <laughs> shitty. But then I realized, that, oh yeah, the movie is supposed to be weird and shitty. He took the movie Hobo with a shotgun, seriously? The first time when I watched it. I was young, okay? That's true. We were in high school. I'm older now. <laughs> all right? so I can pick up on things better. Hopefully. So Rick
1: from Trailer Park Boys, he's running around the street trying to get someone to untie him. Because, because like, they're going to kill me. They're going to kill me. Then the big bad shows up. A dude named The Drake. That's all he's referred by. Yes,
0: The Drake.
1: In his big truck and he destroys he destroys the hobo's grocery cart of stuff in the process then his sons show up these two pricks in this white car i don't know the name of this car but it looks straight out of 85 yeah i don't even think it's a real car with fat fuck you suicide doors yep and for whatever reason we don't know yet but they want to kill this guy yeah and, why do you uh, want to kill Ricky yeah <laughs> who's apparently their uncle yeah I guess is their uncle they kick him down a sewer hole and this is all in broad daylight oh, yeah, too that. there's
0: people out there's a crowd dude ain't that a dude that's a fucking creative torture device that have like a big old manhole which obviously that's fucking heavy yes I don't know if you ever like picked up a manhole but I never
1: picked one up but I've seen like I've just I I know what it is and had described to me. It sounds really heavy.
0: Yeah, I don't, it'd be hard to fucking walk around, alone with their contraptions. They able to hold it like they. Can't, yeah, and this dude was running down the street. Yeah, they like kick him down in the manhole, and the cover is obviously covers the manhole, and his dome's just out in the open. So what they so what happens is. <clears throat> Because this is meant to establish, hey,
1: moviegoers, this is the bad guy. Drake puts on like a barbed wire noose around the guy's neck who, oh yeah, I guess his name's Logan, but it's Rick from Trailer Park Boys.
0: Come on. Rick from Trailer Park Boys' head. The kids back up the truck and then whoop off goes his head. Yeah, just a good blood splatter. And then, yeah, you got some random lady in her bikini and like a fur coat. Yeah. (laughs) Start dancing over the blood all seductively. I'm like, Yeah. It's that kind of movie. When I was young and I took it seriously, I'm like, what the fuck? (sighs) And then years later, you would watch Caligula.
1: Uh. Uh, So then, okay, so then, and then they're like, okay, bye and leave. Hobo grabs a shopping cart as soft piano music plays as he gets on his way. That's an odd tone shift.
0: Yeah, he's just kind of just doing homeless person stuff. He's like taking his recycling. We see that, we see him. Go to a pawn shop, and yeah. we see him looking at a lawnmower. And he gets really stoked about this
1: lawnmower, but it's too expensive, so he bounces.
0: Well, yeah, he has to save some money. We
1: see he has to save forty nine dollars. He we see him dumpster diving so he can get materials to make his "Give me money, please" sign. We see him sitting around, and then some rowdy gutter punks come by
0: and spit on his sign. Yeah, what well, dicks. He has, like? His first sign, he was going to lie saying, I need money for like my sick child. Yeah. yeah. And he's he just like, I just need money. to. I'm tired and I need money to make to, to get a lawnmower. Yeah. He was like, you know what? This is an honest homeless man. An honest homeless. But yeah. So then those gutter punks
1: spin on his sign. And then we see they're walking across the street. We see one of the Dukes' kids from earlier. They're all going into this club. Yeah, I Drake. guess this is Drake's club. And... The tr- and this is the truth, everyone, if you haven't seen this movie, inside this club, these rowdy fucks are playing on bumper cars, uh, but they're smashing dudes' heads when they collide with the cars. And you know those tests of strength that you see at carnivals? Uh, they have that, but instead of hitting a weighted thing that sends the thing up to the bell, you smash a dude's foot. Ouch. I just wrote down it's a torture club with bumper cards and an arcade. That's really what it did. It's a torture club arcade. Grind I just wrote here Grindhouse Baby.
0: Oh yeah. Torture Club baby. Yeah. So
1: the main dickhead kid of the kids whose name is Slick. For some reason I thought his brother's name was Rick, but man. his name's Ivan. So it's Slick and Ivan. Yeah. He goes over and bullies this one kid for money. But then this I guess sh- he owes him money. Yeah. And then this shit comes up and he's like, hey man, she's like, hey man. Don't do that. He's hey, a kid. Yeah, leave, hey, leave this kid alone. He says some lewd stuff and then he throws the, and then he breaks the kid's arm. But then he throws this powdery stuff on the arcade cabinet, which I guess must be super coke because this kid who's crying out in pain over his broken arm, he shoves his face in it. Listen to that, he's like, oh yeah. Yeah. And then everyone just starts piling on trying to sniff some.
0: Yeah, well, it's just like, oh, what a bunch of fucking addictive weirdos that, like, <laughs> Slick and Ivan run the town. So Slick and the lady go to the
1: back, and for whatever
0: reason... Oh, yeah, reason, the lady's a hooker.
1: Yeah. And things are getting hot and heavy. Popo's it, there to protect her, because he's Well, like, here's
0: the thing, like, like yeah, we see freaking, like, hookers with Slick, and then Slick, like, has, like, they're in the back, and then, like... The garage, this like sliding door, it opens with a car and like, yeah, Slick was about to kidnap this lady. Yeah. And she's like, hey, I just want to get paid. You can, pound, you can pound my like tuna, but freaking <laughs> And like, oh God, I'm about to get kidnapped. But then Hobo appears and smashes a, like a sock full of change over uh, Slick's face. Yeah. He has a
1: great line before that. He steps in and he goes, he goes, let the girl go or I'll use your knife to cut welfare checks from your rotted skin pretty good so he knocks him out and he's like I'm making a citizen's arrest so he he brings him to the police department where instead of thanking him the chief of police they're in an interrogation room talking he's like oh man he's like crime
0: around here sure is whack but then it turns crime is bad here (laughs) you guys need help we need to help clean up the streets like you know what you're right most of the cops are on the take oh well haha too bad I'm the chief of police and I'm a total bitch.
1: Yeah, it turns out. uh Oh, uh The chief of police is corrupt because Ivan and Slick come in and they beat up the hobo. Specifically, Slick cars the word scum into his chest and then they yoink him into a dumpster, laughing all the while at our poor protagonist. What dicks? So, so injured and delirious from well, the image, the injury, he's wobbling through the streets. He runs into the lady again from earlier, interrupting her attempt at a transaction, I guess, because, you know, she's trying to solicit. And yeah, like this is where we find out she's a prostitute. So she helps him out by bringing him to her apartment and tries to clean up his wound. He thanks her and tries to leave, but uh, grateful for his prior action, she lets him stay the night, which that's nice. And she she gives him a, a clean like sweatshirt. It has a bear on it. Yeah. Which causes him to go on a thing about about how gnarly bears are.
0: Yeah, he's just like, yeah, hey, you want to hear violent f- facts about bears? When they get hooked on human
1: blood. They become man killers. And
0: yeah, like yeah. literally, <S-sh- he's talking sh- about how like bears become very violent and crashes out. I'm like, cool story, bro. I'm like, bro, everyone knows bears could be fucking gnarly.
1: Which is which is a shame because they're they're really cute.
0: But either way, now back out on the street with our main man hobo. Yeah, back out on the street, he's just seeing you know this is the filth of the city. He we, sees an abusive pimp, a child screaming for help in the back of a car. I'm like, what is this, Oakland? Yeah, yeah, and I'm freaking like, yeah, the back of the car driven by some dude in a fucking Santa Claus costume. <laughs> he, he, and then he finds those wackos from earlier who were doing
1: uh bum fight shit and yep. decides you know what I I, I want that lawnmower I'm going to make some money because yep. he really wants that lawnmower They he breaks a bottle over his head he eats some glass but you know what he's got the money and he goes to the store yeah yeah he goes to the store. He's looking at it. There's a woman there with her baby. They're like, oh, man, I'm finally going to get this lawnmower. He's
0: finally get the lawnmower. He can make a lawnmower business. Actually, he's trying to make a little bit of cash.
1: And then, bam, some dudes kick the door open and go, this is a goddamn fucking robbery. So these psychos, oh, this is fucked up. They have, like, the woman at knife point, and they're pointing a big, fat revolver at a baby. Yeah. And to put it bluntly. Hope he's starting to blast this baby. <sighs> Like, the revolver's as big as the baby. Yeah. And so the hobo gets the shotgun and lays some waste to them.
0: Lays waste? He brings justice. Yeah, he brings justice. Not any justice. Shotgun justice. Uh Ha-ha.
1: We see him take the gun. No ammo, by the way, but we see him take the gun and now the hobo has sworn his allegiance to the path of justice or whatever. We see him go and get
0: revenge on those goobers that made him eat glass. Yeah, he goes with the fucking, hey, bump fights. Like, hey, what's good? And then straight blasts him. He <laughs> has the first victim of justice. He guns down the pimp we saw earlier. Oh, dude, like shotgun noise was so gnarly. Yeah, yeah, in this yeah. Fucking movie. It
1: actually sounded really good. And then we see him, then we just randomly see him in what I assume is an underground basement where dudes are playing poker for
0: hookers and cocaine. Yeah. He busts up the party. You know, we have these random, yeah, ladies that are just tied up all bloody. And then you just have like these two dudes all just getting playing like, yeah, as I said, playing poker, getting coked out. And then our main man hobo comes in acting all weird. And it was like, whoa, hey, what's this weird dude here? Yeah. And then whoopah. Yeah, he just fucking blasts them. I was like, all right, he's just on a fucking shotgun rampage. And this is my personal
1: favorite, and I can't believe I'm about to say this, but honest to God, this is what happened. His then the next person he gets is a child molesting Santa Claus who was jerking off in his car while looking
0: at children. Yep. Straight up like domes like goes up to his dome and blasts his like head off in his car. Pretty sick. (laughs) Through a news anchor transition, we see that
1: the hobo is giving hope to the people, and this upsets the Drake mightily. Yeah. He inspires Slick to not only take revenge on the hobo, but to instill fear in the hearts of the people. And worthy of note, so there's like a dude in the scene strung upside down being beat by topless women with baseball bats, right? Drake at the end of his whole thing is like, when life gives, this is how he talks, when life gives you razor blades, you make a razor blade baseball bat then he produces one and smashes it in the dude's stomach and his guts fly everywhere and i'm yeah. like you know what <laughs> that was kind of cool yeah <laughs> bad guy so then the, oh, this next scene though so yes yeah, jesus here's fuck here's the thing
0: <laughs> like with the like base with the razor bat razor blade baseball bat drake was trying to make an example to his young kids yeah. that you guys are little punks yeah And it seems like there's a homeless guy that suppose you went out and only just cut him up We need to strike fear. We need to get order. And you little shitheads need to prove to me that you can strike fear. Yes. So what they do to actually, like, actual what they do to strike fear? Jesus fuck. So we cut to a school bus. With elementary
1: school kids where Rick and Slick walk up big boom boxes in hand. There's a weird device on Slick's back. The bus driver sees them coming and doesn't even try to help the kids. He's just like, oh, fuck this and fucks off. These are flamethrowers. Yeah. They get on the bus and they talk to the kids. Hey, kids, you like school? They're like, yeah. Yeah. You like ice cream? Yeah. How about hobos? Yeah. Yeah. I hate hobos. And he lights the kids on fire, which is terrifying and awful. But they're playing that old disco song from the cities burn, baby, burn. Disco, disco and burn. No. So I
0: felt really bad for laughing. <laughs> but yeah, no, they just went and just torched a friggin' school bus full of kids. Yeah. And then we see them invade it's a news up too because you see
1: one of them at the back, like clawing his hands on the yeah. back of the bus trying to get him. I'm like, that's fucked up. Yep. <laughs> but then we see that news anchor from earlier being like, hey, some fucking kids just got burned alive. What the fuck? But then the Drake brothers storm in with daddy in tow and they with the ske- with the charred skeleton of a child and they issue a warning and they tell the
0: city they issue a warning. They just basically issued a hit.
1: Yeah, bounty. Yeah, they're like kill every homeless person in the city, specifically the hobo with the shotgun. Or and this is a direct quote: "We will kill all of your children."
0: Uh Ha ha. And
1: I believe, (laughs) I believe them. Oh, and also Drake said, "You'll get all of my broads." So he's also bribing the
0: broads. He's bribing them with the safety of their children and women. Hey, if you can bring the head of the our main man, the hobo. I'll let you have sex with my broads. Yeah, that's fool. <sighs> so Hobo pieces out. And he goes to the bridge to have like a reflective moment. Yeah, it's like a sadness reflective moment before he starts like, "All right, I'm just going to become a fool. There was a funny of bit, justice.
1: <laughs> there was a funny bit right before he does that where we see cops are suiting up. Right. And so there's one cop says to another one. Well, at least he's only killing dirty cops. One crazy one. He looks right in the camera. And he says, this, he goes, we're all dirty cops. <laughs>
0: so, yeah, the bridge.
1: He's having a moment of personal crisis. No dialogue, but you What's can just al- see it's on
0: his face. And there's also intercuts of like what of like homeless people getting like beat up and like killed.
1: Yeah. And they're just murdering lots of people, like lots of people. There's one where a dude corners like a woman and her baby hiding in the dumpster and he throws a Molotov at them. And I'm like, man, they are letting the bodies hit the floor. Yep. So then we see it cuts to nighttime. Abby's walking by she's being watched by this creepy crooked older cop and this I don't know if he's a well no-
0: here's the thing he was the creepy customer from earlier in the movie oh he was yeah okay. yeah. when like Abby That's right when yeah. Abby was getting hit up by the creepy customer and our main man just like accidentally cock block this guy yeah. by like stumbling over we just found out oh he's a cop with a family the
1: and. To which he says to his, I don't know if he's a new cop, but he's like a, a the token
0: good yeah, cop. Yeah, dude, the token young good cop. He
1: talk, he tells the young, the token good cop how uh, Abby is so hot, he would, quote unquote, eat the peanuts out of her ship. Thank you, movie.
0: Thank you, movie. So he
1: stops her and tries to proposition from her. And this and is yo, his Abby,
0: o- what's good? I'm horny, baby. Let's go. This no. was his
1: opening line. His opening line is, hey... I love the
0: smell of your asshole. Yep. You know, here's a no, here's another line he did say to the young guy like to the young token cop too. He's like, hey, you could hey, it's like I could beat it's like I could beat hookers, like I like how I cannot be ah, oh, what is it? Like you
1: No, know, he said something like, You can't beat you can't beat your wife the same way you can beat a whore. All right. Now let's go get some action. It's like Did you know this is supposed to be a bad guy? Did you know this is supposed to be a crooked cop? Yeah. I think they're trying to tell us something. Well, I mean, Jake would figure we wouldn't pick up that nuance. No,
0: I wouldn't pick up that nuance either.
1: <laughs> so the rookie, so the nice guy cop, the token good cop fucks off, I guess. And He's then, like, I'm
0: not doing that. You can go bang this odd
1: Because creepy older cop corners the lady. And he try and he like has her on the ground against the wall, hey, tries like... to force her into oral sex and listen. I don't want to be that guy. But seeing a cop try to force a woman into sex and beat on her, it doesn't feel good watching in 2023. You know what no. I mean? mean
0: <laughs> it does not
1: thankfully hobo shows up and i don't know why i thought this was funny i must point out this scene he has the shotgun to crooked cop's head and he goes look at her what do you see i don't know man she's just a fuck tube
0: he pauses and he goes she is a teacher Bam. Oh, yeah. Which for whatever reason, earlier in the movie, our main yeah. man, Hobo, was like hanging out with Abby, the whore, going, I think you can be a great teacher. Yeah. So he has a narrative is like, you should be a teacher, not a prostitute. But then so, bam, his head is gone.
1: Like next stump is a geyser. But then the guy who is dead, he said he says to the corpse, she doesn't like you shoots the super dead body again and neither do I shoots the beyond dead
0: body like literally the homie's just like blasting apart this body he's like I think he's venting so he tries to help her get away
1: but the nearby mob heard the 19 gunshots from his shotgun
0: oh hey was that a shotgun oh my god hey is there a homeless man over here let's go get his ass yeah she convinces
1: him not to go to war with the townsfolk they're just scared she says they make their getaway by throwing the insanely dead body in like a shopping cart
0: yeah and with, with, i yeah sorry. with our mayman hobo hiding in the shopping cart
1: yeah and or under or, or under the body inside the body i don't know whatever she pushes now it's morning she takes him to her apartment unbeknownst to them the kid that slick beat up earlier at the arcade oh hey that kid's back yeah he's across the street trying to call his mom for his allowance to hey pay mom, off his
0: debt can i get an early allowance so i can pay off my coke debt wait 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 hold it mom I might have figured out a solution. So he, hey, a <laughs> slick. I think
1: I might have found your guy. There's a scene I have to point out here. So Abby and Hobo have a moment, right? He tells her about the lawnmower. Turns out, like you said earlier, he wants to start his own lawnmowing business where he mows lawns. She's like, you know what? I like that. Let's fuck off and get out from this town. That wasn't what I wanted to point out. I wanted to mention how after she says that, he says the line, sounds great. But first, I need to wipe this, g- wash this guy's asshole off my face.
0: <laughs> 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 I just like that line. ha. <laughs>
1: Yeah, because yeah, I guess he was like he like hitting. He the- climbs out of the shopping cart and he's got to climb through
0: like the holes that he shot through the super dead body. Yeah, he's like climbing through the guts. It's like, damn, dude, homie, like basically hit into hidden in, like hidden a tauntaun hidden. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking the same a thing. of a dead cop's body. Yes, all style. So slick
1: and- <sighs> slick and Ivan shows up and. There's a Ivan shows up with ice skates. See, because he killed that news anchor guy by like chucking one at his chest. Slick's like, you're gonna ruin your skate. And Ivan, the camera zooms in on Ivan. He goes, I ruin everything. <laughs> Ivan was low key one of the best characters in the movie because I ruin everything. That's how he talked the whole time. But That's then how they always talk. But then <laughs> it zooms in on Slick, who he he looks at the apartment. and He goes, Let's fuck. They go to kill. So the heroes are pa- are packing, but the brothers are noisily making their way up to them. Yeah, they There's, roll
0: up and they terrorize the pad.
1: Yeah, Rick is beating the fuck out of the hobo while Allie gets backed into a corner by Slick. She slashes his face and she flees to her room where he grabs like one of those hacksaws and yeah. starts cutting into her fucking neck. And and like,
0: uh, I and, don't like women violence.
1: Yeah, that. And, and literally, I was just like, no, not Abby. You can't kill the prostitute with a heart of gold. Yeah. No, don't stop. So Hobo, but Hobo's able to get Ivan off him because he sticks his foot in a toaster and fries yeah, like, him. I,
0: yeah. Ivan's trying to kick a, kick our main man Hobo with his fucking like skates. Yes. And then like Hobo like grabs a toaster and like puts that lodges into like one of the dude's skates and then, you know, puts down the toaster and electrocutes our man Ivan. I thought Ivan died here. but I did too. But nah. No. And then, then I freaking like Hobo comes in, saves Abby. I guess he takes duct tape and like forget duct tapes his shotgun to Slick's fucking dick, takes him outside, and then Slick's like, no, come on, man, no.
1: I got a lot of fucking to do.
0: I'm still young. I'm still young. I need this, man. So Ivan gets away. Like he, which
1: by the way, when he wakes up from getting electrocuted, he goes, oh, oh, he made me calm. He made me calm. Like,
0: what? Damn.
1: So he fucks off. Half his body's charred. He's looking like Two Face. And then, yeah, Hobo shoots his dick off. And then Slick calls his dad. He's like, Daddy, he shot my dick
0: off. Like, literally, well, yeah, friggin' Hobo shoots off Slick, like, Slick's dick. As like Then Slick falls into a friggin' phone booth, which he's able to then make a call to his dad and goes, Dad, I'm not going to make it. And he's like, what are you talking about, son? I'm proud of you, son. You could make it. No, I shot. he shot my dick off. And then he dies, and then Drake's like, right, "I'm gonna kill this man." Yeah, and then we see uh, a bus drag
1: him to drag him to hell.
0: Father Drake. Oh is- yeah, we see the school bus that he torched earlier with a flamethrower. Yeah, thus being his like his passage slash ride to hell. As we see him screaming in the back, going, "Ah!"
1: <sighs> that was phenomenal acting. Father Drake is pissed and he ominously says to someone, he goes, summon the plague. We see who he's talking about and like, I I don't even know how to describe these guys. We cut to like a neon neon pink factory castle where two dudes in armor, I use the term lightly because I don't know what the fuck you would call their suits. They ride out on choppers. These
0: guys look like they showed up from a completely different movie. Yeah, I know which was low key kind of sick. I love the pl- I love I call them the two assassins but until I realize oh wait, they're called The Plague. Yeah, these guys actually like uh these guys
1: these guys actually have names. Um uh, they're uh Rip
0: and Grinder.
1: Yeah so yeah these guys so
0: hobo takes and that's the thing. they're both mobbing on choppers but they also have a fucking coffin yeah chained to the back as they drag along into the street i am figuring and kane I'm wish like, they could have done i was that. like aesthetically low-key i'm like damn dude these dudes are pretty sick where the fuck do they come from what know. a weird movie right now so hobo takes abby
1: to the shotgun to the shotgun? To the hospital? To the hospital. I'm sorry. Hobo takes Abby to the hospital. He's like, save this woman. Yeah, like, yeah. He's, he's like, like
0: threatening the hospital workers with his shotgun and going, save
1: this woman. And so the hospital began to operate on her. There's a point where her heart line goes flat. And then they start doing aggressive CPR.
0: As the By woman- aggressive CPR, you mean the stupid fucking doctor just starts fucking hammer fisting her He chest. like
1: mounts her. And it's just bam, bam, bam. While the nurse is also pounding on her and she's screaming, live, you fucking whore. (laughs) That was kind of funny. But they save her. Yay. And then after that, we see Hobo in the room with her and she wakes up very suddenly and with no drowsiness, considering they
0: probably had her on like 15 different painkillers. And our main man is still talking to her, trying to convince her to be a school teacher. Yeah. And she's very like, convinced. And
1: she's like, you know, I'm not actually a teacher, right? He's like, yeah, I know. But everyone should have dreams. So their whole conversation is he's trying to say goodbye because he has to pull a Master Chief and finish the fight. Yeah. And she's like, you can't solve the world's problems with a shotgun. It's all
0: I know. It's, it's like you just
1: got that yesterday. Yep. Or last week, whatever. That we're aware of. We don't know the timeline. It the, don't matter. Then as he's leaving, he comes across uh one of those rooms where they keep like newborn babes. Yeah, newborn babies. Yeah, he goes on a speech to them about how people look at babies, how they got promise and a bright future. But this is a quote. some, Well, it's a paraphrase quote. Some of you will end up selling your bodies and doing drugs. Or maybe some of you will end up like me, a hobo with a shotgun. I hope you be better or whatever. Yeah, and
0: the, all these babies just start crying. It's like, damn, I, I don't want this aggressive like nature. I just want to sleep. Why
1: did the Blade Runner man tell me I'm going to do drugs, mommy?
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, either way, the plague them roll up in the hospital and they're just fucking going through and tearing through the spot.
1: They have this thing where they tie like a noose around. So neck, right? And the noose is attached to a gun. That's kind of like yeah, a harpoon. Grappling hook. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Harpoon like grappling hook that they shoot up in the roof. <laughs> <And> <laughs> yeah. they it carrot. hangs people. I'm like, damn! Where do these dudes come from? These guys are kind of cool. Yeah, no, I love them. <laughs> so but they're they... like big old goofy. Ass. I just know I'm watching them. I'm like, I want to make a T-shirt with these two. I want to make a T-shirt. You fucking should. That'd be a great Toxic Wizard shirt. So that's a, so it so that gunner there's is... it will it could. I just don't know the lighting on those on like with the with their appearance in the movie. It's gonna be a hard to rip an image. Yeah. I don't know. I'll find something.
1: That gun of theirs is important, though, because they shoot a nurse up high enough to where it kills the lights, to where like the emergency red lights go on, cuss the power. Hobo sees this happen, and he goes out to go check on Abby. But uh uh-oh, SpaghettiOs, the plague is actually there, you guys. They beat him up. They capture him. They pull an undertaker and throw him into an ironclad casket.
0: Yep. And then mob off. Well, as we see Abby come out with the shotgun and going, damn, who is miraculously very covered considering her head was about three quarters
1: away from, no, a quarter away from being sawed off. Yeah. But yeah, she grabs the gun and you see in the scuffle, Hobo dropped the shotgun. So now she takes that and runs into town. We cut to the Hobo in the casket. It has like a latch that yeah. you can move. Right.
0: So, and, um. Uh, Excuse me. And then he asked the plague as like the plague is fighting off some random fucking octopus monster. Yeah. There's just
1: like an octopus in their
0: closet. Yeah. And we also see a wall of what supposedly of people they've assassinated. throughout history.
1: Including Abraham Lincoln and Jesus Christ. Yeah.
0: And Jonah Ark. What? (laughs) Hey. This is a B movie. Let them have fun. That's true. So, um, but yeah. I know, it made Hobo with a shotgun way more of a superhero. They asked They asked the director
1: later on. So I was like, hey, what was with that giant octopus that they were fighting? And the director was like, oh, that wasn't their, that was their friend. Oh. That's all he said about the octopus. Well,
0: either way, the plague. <laughs> yeah, the plague. These two assassins, the hobo asked, hey, can you give me a light for my cigarette? And yeah. they politely give him a light. Yeah. Nice guys. So then Ivan comes down. And and he, he, yeah. They're just dudes. They're just dudes doing a job.
1: Ivan comes in. He's like, man, you guys fucking rock. And then he and the hobo have a back and forth. You know, Hobo's yeah. like, I'm going to bite your
0: face off. And he's like, he was like, you're just a little punk. You're just a thug. You're in your brother's shadow. He says, "He's like, fuck you, man. No, they're going to make comic books about
1: my hate crimes. It's <laughs> an actual line. He says. So after that, we see Abby breaking into the supply store that the Hobo got the shotgun from. Pawn store. Pawn store. Well, it pond felt shop. I don't know what it was. It, 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 felt it like effectively felt like a fucking blacksmithery
0: because well, I don't know. Yeah, it's just fucking random welding equipment, and then like she's able to like make a shield out of the lawnmower, but the lawnmower still was able to have the rotating blade going.
1: And she like saws off the barrel of the of the
0: handle of the shotgun or something. And then I think. Du- yeah, duct tapes a fucking axe to it. Yeah. So now it's like a freaking axe but like axe handle barrel axe handle. Uh, all right, we see, on. I'm lost. So then a crowd of people swarm the place and they're
1: like, "Hey, are you fucking homeless?" And she's like, "Why would you kill me if I wasn't?" And she goes on this big speech about how these are just some quotes I cherry-picked. Maybe you have some better ones, but some people don't have beds, but that doesn't mean they're homeless. They've got the biggest they got the biggest home. The streets I don't know why, but that line of hers saying the streets, I want to jack that for a sound bit. <laughs> Sometimes on the streets a broom ain't gonna cut it. That's when you gotta get a fucking shotgun. And then yeah, she's like she she
0: runs off to save the hobo.
1: Then we cut to the Drake putting on a show for his gang, I guess.
0: Yeah. He's like, all right, I'm ready. Who's ready for a good bloody mess? Time for a spectacles. Now we have our main man the hobo. Yeah. We finally caught this man going around. Doing justice with a shotgun, Drake. How dare he? Drake is like, man, you fucking
1: suck for killing my son. And he actually says, when God lost his son, he knew he would get him back. I've suffered more than God. Basically, he says. <laughs> <laughs> and hobo goes on about how Drake is a shitty father and how evil will eventually stomp out evil.
0: Yeah, it was just like you know, just evil's just gonna replace you. You're gonna be replaced either way by the ends of time.
1: And Jay Drake, and Drake's like, okay, whatever, fuck you. So they put him in the. Hole.
0: Yeah, they're gonna do the manhole fucking like decapitation thing, which but I thought he was gonna do something more spectacular. But it's like, oh no, he's just kind of doing the same thing he did earlier. But then Abby comes
1: out to save the day. She holds Rick at gunpoint. Well, not at gunpoint. She has the fucking lawnmower blade like at his head. She's basically like, yeah. let him go, or I'm gonna grate his face. Yeah,
0: I'm gonna grate Ivan's face. And you just hear Drake going, I don't give a fuck. He <laughs> sucks. Yeah, and then he shoots his own son. Yeah ouch
1: so then but then Abby gets attacked by the uh, by one of the play guys I think it was
0: Grinder. yeah it was Grinder. Yeah, but then she just kind of kills him yeah he just well yeah she takes a fucking running lawnmower and then freaking like grinds up grinder Yeah. <laughs> I like to say like what else you're gonna do with a freaking lawnmower going straight to your dome yeah that's true so then she tries to go
1: free hobo but then gets uh, caught by Drake yep who drinks like...
0: Ha, ha, ha. Well also, too, Drake also had like the noose around like Hobo's neck and did yes. try to have like yes. rip, did right. try to have Rip, the other member of the plague, about to decapitate him, but she eventually came in and was able to axe and cut the rope. She saved the day. Yeah, and then she goes uh oh yeah, then then Drake attacks her. And then we get debate, maybe the gnarliest scene in the movie. Yeah, where like he's just trying to push her into the lawnmower, and then she puts her hand out to try to stop, and we see her hands just getting chopped up by the lawnmower. I'm just like, ugh. Okay, Ligora's cringing me right now. Oh, and then what's I don't left like to- fingers losing. Oh, yeah. And then she just has it like, they pull out her arm, and then she just has her just full bone just random sticking out, which then she takes her bony arm and then just yeah. starts fucking stabbing into Drake. She
1: stabs him with her bone arm. She gets, like, a second, like, adrenaline boost or whatever. So then Drake's down, and then she goes to get the hobo, but she can't lift the thing out one hand. So then what she has to do is...
0: And if She's you guys six, can see James right now, uh, I just like she takes her like little like what little like straight sharp bone arm, s- puts it into one of the holes of the manhole. So she get a double like double grip and pull out this old giant homeless man, this tiny lady. And that shit bends and crunches. Yeah, you hear it bend and crunch. And it's like, oh, oh, why am I cringing? I know it's fake, but oh, I don't like that. <laughs> Some good practical effects. Oh. Uh, <laughs> This is, this B movie had a budget.
1: <laughs> oh, it did. I'll get into that actually. So, Hobo and Abby have a moment right where he's basically telling her goodbye because he's like, "I'm fucking dead." So he just like, by the way, I,
0: fucking, I thought like Abby's like da- dying.
1: Yeah, she actually seems like she's better off than when she got her neck cut into because he just kind of leaves her there.
0: She's like coherent and fine. Yeah, and you just have to, she's not really bleeding. Yeah, you anymore. have the member rip going up. It's like uh, it's like she killed Grinder. She must replace Grinder, and you just have Hobo just like. How about you fuck off? Yeah, and like, and he just pieces out. Like, all right, bye.
1: Okay, whatever, oh, so, whatever. So then, hobo walks over to Drake with his shotgun. Just as he gets there, though, the crooked cops show up. Yep. Guns are drawn on hobo. But then all of Drake's guys who are watching, they've got guns, but they're pointing at the cops because I guess they decided, oh, fuck this Drake guy. Yeah, well,
0: dude, the town sucks. This town of Scumtown or Hope Town or what they at times called it, he- Fucktown. It's like, you know what? This town sucks and Drake sucks and fuck the cops. So he tells Drake,
1: you and me are going on a car ride to hell.
0: So, yeah, he shoots Drake and, and then you're he'll- riding shotgun.
1: <laughs>
0: Damn it. <laughs> I didn't pay attention to the line. Yeah, that's what he said. He said, we're on a car ride to hell, and
1: you're riding shotgun. Whoop-ah.
0: Yeah, and then, yeah, it shoots Drake, but then, like, Hobo gets, like, <laughs> shot up, and then the cops get shot up. And then, yeah, it's just a fucking full-on bullet fire, just like, yeah, bullet fire carnage. And, and then,
1: like, I shit you all not, Hobo gets gunned down, cops get gunned down. I think Token Good Cop from earlier gets gunned down. Abby is screaming, no, 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 or just screaming in terror and sadness. Camera focuses on Hobo. Yeah, did a Hobo's pants, dead corpse. Then it pants to a shotgun. Roll credits. Like right then and there. That's how the movie ends. Yeah. That's the movie, everybody. Yeah. I'm like, I kind of felt like how after I fell after that same Zayn Roman Ray match, I was like, well, this is just kind of deflating.
0: Yeah, but you make it seem like you haven't watched a movie like that before. <laughs> no, I have. Yeah, it's they just, end like that. It was like, I oh. was just more just kind of like, oh, wow, it's just right over. Yeah, okay, I was like, cool. oh, it's over now. Yep, they're kind of a homie got shot and now it's dead. But he saved the town, you guys.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, that was the movie, everybody. I enjoyed it. Fun little background notes for you, though. Yeah, sh- there are some background notes. They wanted to make a sequel about the hobo basically being doom guy and fighting his way through hell. Never happened. They wanted to make a right. prequel movie about or any kind of movie about the plague. Actually, never happened. And I think the reason why is because this movie had a 3 3 million dollar budget. Uh it grossed about 800k. I don't know how much marketing and what people thought. Is it because I thought of- I remember the movie getting actually a pretty decent amount
0: of marketing. I thought I remember seeing it for like up on episodes think, of Raw. Here's the thing about this movie. Was there a theater release? Yeah, it had a deer release. Cuz here's the thing. This movie felt more like a Netflix darling.
1: It felt like a direct to DVD movie.
0: This felt like an old school sense a video store this, cult classic.
1: Yeah, this felt like one of the this felt like you go to a, v, v, a VHS store and you're like, "Oh, what's this random video? Hobo with a shotgun?" And yeah, I'll pay the 2 bucks, spend, you know, spend a Friday watching yeah, it. Yeah, that
0: sounds chill. That's what the that's what this movie felt like. Yeah, that's it. Definitely felt like that. But I think it's because there was a popularity of machete <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the thing. Hobo is like cool, but is a way more sicker character. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Obviously, it's Danny Trejo. It's he's hello recognizable. Like actually, these days. Like no offense to Rugger Howard, he has his place in cinema history. Yeah, but it's not hobo with a shotgun. <laughs> it's not hobo with a shotgun. Like Danny Trejo is machete Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. can't
1: even think of him
0: like any other character.
1: Yeah, no, I really can't. I really fucking can't. The only other thing I could think of is like, I remember as a kid, he was like the uncle in Spy Kids.
0: Yeah, which I think he was named Machete. He was. So I remember people be like, yo,
1: wait, is Machete just that dude from Spy Kids, which was also what? A Robert Rodriguez movie.
0: And Robert Rodriguez was like, uh, hell yeah. He was like, yeah, sure. Why not? (laughs) Why not? Yeah, it could work. It could make it work. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm
1: pleasantly pleased to say, you know what? fun movie i liked it would i watch it again and not really but like if the bros want to watch it be like yeah i could uh, this be a fun movie
0: yeah it's a chill movie i'd watch it again for ivan and you know here's the thing if you're in the mood for like a movie with like good practical gore effects cheesy fun dialogue and just just want to sit there and just like just want to like laugh and watch some bad movie stuff then yeah perfectly fine because there's some moments where the movie like, is actually- definitely a good video store friday night movie yeah when exactly. you just want to order pizza want to just watch a chill movie and clonk the fuck out yeah dude total. after the good long work week
1: it's actually pretty fitting because we started we started this Metallica retrospective with Sleepaway Camp, which we which you could argue is also oh, a VHS that. Friday Night Pizza hey, and movie. Uh, oh, yeah, and how did that
0: movie end? Hey, we saw the oh, yeah.
1: reveal and then oh, roll credits. That's right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's like oh my god, she's a boy, <laughs> and then credits. <laughs> I'm like,
0: yeah, that's how they. Rarely that movie did get a couple sequels, but who cares? Yeah, yeah but I'm just saying, that's how like movies work back then, right? 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 I mean, literally, when it's like, oh, a movie just randomly just starts rolling credits. Oh, okay, but it's like, wait a minute, that's literally how. It's an homage to those older movies, right? Right. It's not much like you just get the random like, oh, hey, we see the next day. Yeah, we see the ho- epilogue we see- five months later. Yeah, epilogue. We see the hobo. He's got his lawnmower. He's doing it, baby. <laughs> no, he's dead. Roll credits. <laughs>
1: Uh, we're kind of fucked for next week though because I tried I tried several times today trying to be like what's because the, the next record is hardwired to self-destruct right, for 2016
0: 20, oh we can find something in 2016 I tried looking I've been having it, lo- I've been having okay luck okay
1: I'll, been, I'll let you take care of it then because well like, hey
0: you're here I'll punish you about it but okay. alright I think we're kind of done we're going to roll up and get on out of here sure alright this was the Triple D Radio Show with their host James and Edward hope y'all have a good one see you later adios hopefully not for another month.